0: And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and we are broadcasting live this week from the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention in Kansas City, Missouri. We'll have a few different highlights from the convention here over the next couple of days and into next week as well. Here from the show, as it's a busy time, a lot of newsmakers in agriculture will be here during the next couple of days in Kansas City. And stay tuned for some of those interviews as we catch up with folks again uh, the rest of this week and also into next week here on American Ag Today. Well, biosecurity against accidental or terrorist threats to the nation's food supply got a boost at the White House last week. It's an old issue that took on a new face at the White House with the signing of the National Security Memorandum to strengthen the security and resilience of U.S. food and agriculture. National Academy CEO Colin Woodall was at a White House pre-briefing and says the memorandum gives Ag a seat at the table. And find ways to make sure that we can continue to protect ourselves and respond in the event of some sort of either terrorist action or unintentional action that results in us having a foreign animal disease or some other threat. And not just with the help of USDA. We had the FBI at the table the National Security Council, the Department of Defense, the Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, and many other agencies that all understand what threats truly mean to this country. Especially ones like foot and mouth disease and could be introduced in the United States either unintentionally, just by somebody who, have, who may have been on a farm or ranch in a country that has foot and mouth disease coming back and not uh, cleaning off their boots, that could unintentionally bring it forward or intentional introduction by a terrorist group. Among the tools to respond are the National Veterinary Stockpile, the Foot and Mouth Disease Vaccine Bank, and the Planned National Bio and Agro Defense Facility. Woodall says the memorandum will reinforce to Congress the need to keep funding these in the next farm bill and ag spending bills. A Republican senator from Nebraska plans to submit legislation to expand national sales of E15 with the support of a major oil industry trade group. Successful Farming says Deb Fisher believes there is a way to move ahead with year-round E15 sales that have previously been opposed by some oil and environmental groups. The American Petroleum Institute, one of the oil industry's top trade groups, began discussions earlier this year with the Renewable Fuels Association on a nationwide expansion of E15. The API began cooperating with biofuel trade groups after governors from major corn-producing states requested the Environmental Protection Agency lift restrictions on E15 sales in their states. The governor's proposal raised oil industry concerns about fuel supplies. Will Hupman, API vice president of downstream policy, says, quote, a state-by-state approach would create a boutique fuel market in the Midwest and may negatively impact the reliability of gasoline supply to the region, end quote. The U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol released a report showing increasing improvement in the sustainability of American cotton production. The report shows significant improvements in important sustainability metrics. Cotton Trust Protocol members have recorded a 13% increase in land use efficiency and a 14% increase in water use efficiency. There's also a 25% reduction in energy use, a 21% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, and a 78% reduction in soil loss. 70% of growers in the protocol had a positive soil conservation index. Membership in the cotton trust protocol has grown both domestically and internationally enrolled acres of U S cotton production have doubled to 1.1 million acres since the program's pilot year. All 17 of the major U S cotton producing states are now represented. Dr. Gary Adams, cotton trust president says the results speak for themselves in the impressive progress made by growers on key sustainability metrics. Certified Hengist Beef awarded an annual record of $70,000 in scholarships to 20 students pursuing careers at the ranch in meat science at a research lab or supporting agricultural business and marketing. The Colvin Scholarship Fund recognizes students for the commitment and energy they bring to agriculture, their education, and their community involvement. Young leaders with bright ideas for making the best beef even better earned five production agriculture, 10 undergraduate, and five graduate scholarships. Daniel Matter, CAB Director of Brand Experience and Education, says, quote, all of this year's recipients shine a bright light on the future of the beef business, and we are excited to see how the awards positively influence these students, end quote. The students recognized through the scholarships are carrying on the legacy of the brand's co-founder and former executive director, Louis Mick Colvin. Since its inception, the fund has supported a total of 121 recipients through $418,500 in scholarships. Well, filling ag teaching positions is becoming more and more difficult for school districts across the nation. And it's not an issue of pay or location, but a lack of young people pursuing a career as an ag teacher. Washington State University is working to address that need and ideally start to fill the gap. Anna Warner, assistant professor of agricultural education, says in the past, ag educators have not done a good job promoting their own profession.
1: In agriculture, we've promoted a lot of other careers within agriculture. And so it's just been more recently that we've gotten much better. We have a National Teach Ag Day in the state of Washington. We've just created an agricultural education career development event for students to um, compete in that promotes the profession and helps them build skill sets that would be useful in that career.
0: Last month, WSU students and faculty teamed up with FFA students to address the shortage by visiting high schools across the state. Warner adds that WSU has additional plans to better serve the ag-education community. She notes the school is in the planning phases of a new building that will house ag-education and agricultural technology and management, better known as Ag-TM.
1: And this will provide more space for both of the programs it will provide updated facilities and equipment and really enable us to serve a, a growing population of students. So we'll have um, a home together that we can collaborate with, and then we'll be able to, to offer our, our services and our majors to more
0: students. Again, that's Anna Warner of Washington State University. And lastly, here on American Ag today, winter weather means it's time to get farm shops ready for the offseason. Dan Einberg, sales trainer for Morton Buildings, offers some recommendations.
1: Check door rollers and latches on your sliding doors. You may benefit from oiling those rollers. On overhead doors, lubricate both the rollers and the torsion springs and double-check the weather seal on all those doors. While you're checking weather seal, check your walk doors and see that windows close and seal well. Consider adding to your attic insulation if it's not up to acceptable levels and give your heating system a checkup or call and have it serviced before the cold weather sets in.
0: He also recommends organizing equipment for storage once harvest season is completed.
1: Begin by getting your equipment washed and ready to put away before freezing weather hits and organize your equipment so you can easily get to those pieces that you have scheduled for either maintenance or upgrades. After you've finished harvest or you finish the repairs, shuffle your equipment so your tillage tools are easy to get out and utilize next spring. And lubricate your equipment. Coat any polished surfaces with rust inhibitor. Check hydraulic hoses. Replace those that are cracked and likely to fail.
0: And Nyberg adds that it's also important to make sure you prioritize winter equipment maintenance and determine which projects and specific equipment needs work before you put things away as harvest ramps up. More info can be found online, mortonbuildings.com forward slash blog. That's going to do it for this episode of American Ag today. As we broadcast live from the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention in Kansas City, Missouri, I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a fantastic rest of your day.